Welcome to Art Life Conversations, where we talk about all things art life, from the struggles and the wins along the way, to making art, learning, and art history, to talks on business, career, and selling art. No matter where you are on your art journey, here you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and motivation as Kelly shares the real life of a working artist. And now, your host, Kelly Folsom. Hello, my art friends. It's Kelly Folsom here, and you are listening to the Art Life Conversations podcast. This is episode number four. Can you believe it? One whole month of podcast episodes. I am having so much fun doing this uh, with all of you, for all of you. It has just been a great time already. So I am so looking forward to what the future holds with this podcast. As with all things, I always learn so much from your feedback, from your insights, and from your sharing. So please, please be sure to share with me. Um, this is a conversation. And so I do not want it to be a one-sided conversation. So please follow the podcast, review it. Um, be sure to let me know in the comments, you know, what you thought about the podcast, what you think about the topic, and also anything else that um, you may be struggling with in the art life journey so that we can all discuss it here together. Okay, so this is episode number four. Yay! Episode number four. And today we are going to be talking about cultivating joy in your practice. All right. So we have really already just from episode number one, those of you who know me and know me well know that I like to get to the meat and potatoes real quick. Right. So I don't like a lot of fluffy (laughs) topics sometimes because I do think that, you know, there is so much about being an artist that presents so many challenges and difficulties for us. And so it's really important for us to just dive into the deep end and just face those things head on. Because if we don't, then, um, you know, we don't get to reach our full potential as an artist as quickly as maybe what we would like to. But there is also, of course, joys and wins and celebrations along this journey every single day, every week. Uh, for me, it just gets better and better and better the longer that I am an artist. So again, if you are just starting out on your art journey, um, on your path, please take heart that usually the beginning stages are a little more difficult and the later stages that come, you know, with some maturity, and some time and some more wisdom also have its difficulties to it as well. But uh, the the practice and the process just gets richer and richer um, and more joyful. And I know for me, I'm just hugely grateful to have an art life, to be an artist. Um, there is nothing else in the world I would rather be doing <laughs> than this right now. And nothing else in the world I would rather be doing than talking with all of you today right now. So, 
Um, cultivating joy. For those of you who may be kind of like I was and I am, um, maybe you could be a work, a, a little worker bee, right? Um, if some of us who are little worker bees or maybe, maybe you're a perfectionist or an overthinker, all that kind of stuff, um, it can be challenging to cultivate joy in our practice. Whereas maybe other artists don't have maybe as much difficulty with this and it's kind of like difficulty cultivating joy. What? Shouldn't that be like the easiest thing in the world to do? And really, truly it is. It's just that our heads can get in the way, right? So today I want to talk about cultivating joy, um, ways in which we can do that and why it's important. I think cultivating joy is super, super important for a number of reasons. Number one, it helps um, combat fear because as an artist, we do, every time we step up to the easel, we might be facing fear. You know, even to this day, I, I don't think I ever start a painting without just a little bit of fear, maybe a little bit of self-doubt of how is this going to go? How is this going to turn out? Um, obviously now it is not debilitating fear for me, but in the beginning, you know, it definitely was, was much more difficult to overcome. And then also sometimes as human beings, we just make things too complicated. Uh, we make it mean too much. We make it matter too much. We make it too serious. You know, our ego gets so wrapped up and involved in the whole darn thing that it just, all of that, the fear, the ego, um, the making it mean too much about ourselves, um, you know, like if, if this painting isn't successful, then, um, that means I must not really, I must not really supposed to be a good artist or supposed to be an artist or something. You know, it's like, we just, sometimes we just overcomplicate things and we just make it darn it, just way too hard on ourselves. Come on. Like, why are we making it so hard? <laughs> Uh, this must be just a human thing that, that many of us do. Most of us do. We just sometimes overcomplicate, overthink, and make it mean too much and make it way too hard. So I love doing this. I love going back to the first thing that made me fall in love with, for me, painting. For you, it might be sculpting or drawing or something else. And um, for me, the first day that I touched oil paint, I fell in love with the oil paint. Now, I had worked in acrylic up until that point. I had drawn. I did mostly I did drawings. I'd even taken a sculpture class with water-based clay, which I really loved um, before I ever took an oil painting class. So whenever I got to the art school, we had um, our painting class was an oil painting class. And I didn't think acrylic was an option, although I, I do think some people were painting in acrylic anyways. But um, so that was the first time I had ever used oil paint. And I was in love with the feel of oil paint. It was so different than acrylic. It was juicy. It was buttery. It was oily. I loved the texture and I just responded 
to it in a very sensual way, you know, just, I just fell in love with it, you know. So I think when it comes to cultivating joy in our practice, in our daily practice, we really have to find those things that really um, light us up, you know, that, that we can really just focus on and be in the moment with. So one of the best ways I think to overcome fear is to find something in the moment doing that painting or whatever your art is, um, and just zone in on it and just focus that and just be filled with like gratitude for, for that thing, whatever it is. It might be for you. It might be color. Maybe you just adore color. Maybe like me, it's just the, the sensation of the material and the medium is just watching, you know, maybe that paint move around on the canvas. You know, if it's clay, maybe it's the feeling of the clay on your fingertips you know, um, whatever it may be, I think because art making is such a physical act, at least the arts that we do with our hands and that we still create with our, with our physicality, right? It's such a physical act that usually there is such a strong physical reaction and component to it that we really enjoy doing that thing with our hands. So I think that that's always a component of joy when it comes to being an artist. It it may be the feeling of the paper, sometimes even the smells, you know, so just like the smell of the linseed oil, the smell of the graphite pencils. It's so funny. Um, When I was growing up, I drew all the time and all I had was graphite really just a number two pencil, you know. Um, and then I ended up getting my first graphite pencils whenever I was about 13 uh, as a gift for a birthday. And it's so funny because I don't draw in graphite anymore. Now I prefer to draw with charcoal. I love uh, charcoal. I feel like it's very similar to doing oil painting. Um, and so now whenever I draw, I draw in charcoal. But my uh, boyfriend, Monty, draws a lot in graphite. And so he had ordered uh, a big new set of graphite pencils. Uh, and they came in the mail. And I went down to the mailbox to get them. And as soon as the mailbox door opened, I was hit with the smell of the graphite pencils. I knew immediately, I didn't even know that he had ordered them, but I smelled the graphite and it just hit me like, wow, it took me back, you know, to being a kid and drawing. And um, it was just such a pleasurable experience. So sometimes even the smell, you know, can just bring us back to that present moment, get us out of our head and get us focused back again on why we love this thing. And, and you don't, we don't even have to put it into words, right? Why we love it. Like, I can't tell you why I love the smell of oil paint or love the smell of graphite pencils. Like, I can't tell you that. But I love it. And that's all that matters. And that creates a connection to this joy, you know, that I feel with art making to this gratitude, you know, that I have whenever I'm 
doing it, even just gratitude of smelling the pencils, right? So sometimes it could be something as simple as that is like just if you're wrapped up in fear or you're overthinking, you are maybe you're caught up procrastinating, um, getting stuck in some perfectionist tendencies, as we all do, my friend. Um, maybe like that could be one thing that you could just go into your, uh, studio and just, you know, smell the oil paint, smell the graphite pencils, touch the paper. I love touching drawing paper. Do you guys, am I the only one? <laughs> but for me, those physical things, the, the smell, the touch, you know, really, gets me back focused in the moment and reminds me of just why I love doing this so much. Like it's so hugely rewarding just to, you know, just to feel the paper, just to feel the bristles on the canvas, you know, just to see the color go down, um, just to smell, you know, everything. And it automatically brings me back to a sense of joy. The other, and it, that immediately gets my mind off of, um, any fear that I might be facing or any ego. It immediately, you know, that joy and that gratitude, it, you know, quiets the ego. It's like, no, it's okay. We're just here. We're just here to enjoy ourselves. You know, we're here. We're open. We're receptive. Um, I'm, I'm just taking all of this in and I'm just so happy and grateful to be here doing this. And as soon as, as soon as you can get into that place, then it immediately counteracts the fear, um, or the ego that you might be experiencing, right? So another thing that, that I think really brings me joy in art making is just, again, focusing in the moment and, um, not worrying about how the painting is going to turn out because, you know, you can't, you're, you can't have your focus split. So if you're just focused on the finished product and, and how that finished product is going to make you feel, you know, is it going to make you feel like a real artist? <laughs> Um, you can't split your focus like that and have it come out well, right? So you can either choose to focus on joy and stay in the moment, or you can choose to focus on the ego, fear, and that finished product. So um, no matter what, you want to be focusing as in the moment as you possibly can. Now, obviously, I don't think any of us can do this every second of every painting. And again, it's just a practice. So um, whenever you notice yourself, you know, kind of going to that other side, the side of the fear and the ego, just see if there's anything that you can do to bring yourself back to that joy and that gratitude. So for me as well, um, since I paint still life paintings a lot, um, sometimes for me, it's just like, really observing the subject matter, allowing myself to appreciate, let's say, for example, if I'm painting some sunflowers, just allowing myself to really appreciate, really, really, really appreciate the beauty of the sunflowers and just take some time to take them in and just think about how much 
I love them and how beautiful they are. And maybe they remind me of a trip to Italy. Um, how the color, you know, the color yellow makes me super happy and, um, is a super joyful color. So, um, so often we're just kind of not in the moment so whenever we are creating and painting, which is so odd to me that we fall into that so much. But, um, at least speaking for myself, I know I do. So, just really slowing it down, like slow your roll, baby, you know, and just look at that beautiful, you know, bouquet of sunflowers that you're about to paint. Take your time, just, you know, mixing the paint, um, go as slow as possible. Sometimes just really slowing down can get me, you know, in that moment and get me connected back to joy and beauty and love and gratitude, um, which will get me out of that fear and will help me make better art because now you're so, your focus is not split and you're so in the moment and you're so focused on every brushstroke that you're making, every shape you're making, everything that you're doing, you know, you're just so open and in the moment that way that your art will turn out better because I feel like being an artist, you know, we have to be, to make really great art, we have to just be so um, open and so clear, you know, and just receptive, like open and receptive. Um, I think for the most part, even though we are creators, we're really receivers, you know, so we're receiving all of this information and then we are all of this beauty and <laughs> texture and color and movement, you know, and um, we are sensitively uh, observing it as sensitively as we can with wherever we are in our art life, right? In our art journey. And so we're really receivers. And the more that we can be uncluttered and focused in our receiving, the better our art will be. So we first have to receive before we can give back out into our artwork and really have that art be of service to others, right? And really have it speak um, to other people who see it, you know, and that's not, I don't think that's really something that's talked a lot about, you know, um, is just having that openness, that cultivating that joy, cultivating that connection in your painting process that, um, gosh, just makes such a difference in your art. You know, I think so much focus can, um, as we're learning, so much focus can be put on all of the technique, which is important. You know, it's important to learn the technique, but sometimes we can get so hung up on um, just the technique alone. Um, again, getting the answer right. This is not elementary school. This is not a test, you guys. It is our and I know that is a lesson that I've really had to learn as an artist, especially since I was always like an A plus student, right? Um, was memorize and get the answer right. Like this is some, like every painting is some kind of test to pass or fail. And that is not the case here. Um, in fact, I think the more you try to use tools like that, like, oh, if I can just memorize this or, you know, memorize that technique 
technique or memorize those steps or get the value right, get the shape right, you know, um, then I'm going to have a great painting. Um, and you might actually have technically a good painting, but I guarantee you without the element of that open receptiveness and connecting to joy, it's just going to be an okay painting. Um, it's going to be missing something, you know, so I really really do believe that the more that we can connect with what we are doing without all of that fear or the focus on being right and getting it right and getting it correct, um, you know, the more that we can be open, more open and connecting to that joy and connecting in the moment to what we're doing, I think the better our art will be even if our technical skill is not quite there yet, right? So um, I think especially if you're a beginning artist, I highly recommend that, yes, you do work on your technical skill, that you do, you know, try to improve that, but also try to make sure that you have a balance there and that, you know, you just try to enjoy the process be in the moment and enjoy the process. Just enjoy the physicality of making the art. Stay in the moment with each brushstroke, with, with each color mixture, you know, really studying your subject matter, um, whatever that may be for you. Um, and whenever you do that, I think even, even whenever our technical skill is weaker, um, depending on where we are in our development, um, if we can do that, then our paintings will have that that, you know, je ne sais quoi or whatever, it will have that, that emotion, that energy, um, that people will respond to no matter how weak the technical skill is, right? People will respond to that level of receptiveness and sincerity, even if your technical skill is weaker at this point in your journey. Okay. All right, artist, I hope that you go out go into your studio today or go out in the world if you are, let's say, a plein air painter and cultivate some joy in your practice today. How can you have more joy in the process? Even just having that at the forefront of your mind, I think, is helpful. Um, instead of going to the easel like, okay, this is pass or fail. The pressure's on, you know, <laughs> even just going to the easel with the intention of how can I cultivate the, the maximum amount of joy and connection and openness for myself in this process today. And whenever you do that, I think your reward, number one, just the experience is going to be so much better for you, right? Definitely. Definitely it will be. And number two, it will be a much more beautiful experience for the um, alleged viewer, as we say, um, because that will make your painting better as well. Okay, my dear art friends, I am wishing you so much joy um, on your art life journey. I'm wishing you so much success and progress and growth and fulfillment. Please share with me in the comments um, and let me know how you're going to cultivate some joy or what, what the top ways are for you to cultivate joy 
in your uh, painting process or your art making process. I would love to hear what those are because maybe they would be good for me too. So let's all share together and I will see you at the next podcast. Oh, and don't forget, you can always visit artlifewithkelly.com if you want to check out any other teaching offerings or any other courses that I provide. I'll see you at the next podcast. Happy painting. Bye.